We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We've talked a few times a lot this season about being in a better mental state of mind. Uh, this is now four, you know, third or fourth blow up in the last couple of weeks for him. I mean, you can talk about frustration, but you know, does he have? He just needs to. He was cool in those situations. Yeah, it just uh, right now, like our team is just we're we're out of sorts, and so you have to pull together when you you go through rough times, and you know you get into things together, you get out of things together. So it's just we have to do it, do everything a lot better, and we have to be committed to doing it as a team. Uh, there's going to be ups and downs that we have to navigate. Everyone does, um, and we can't lose sight of you know, what we're trying to get accomplished. Anyway, all right, let's get into it. I guess we got to do this. <laughs> oh, I, I, now I have to change the channel because I, I see Frank Isola's face on. It's unpleasant. Although I'd love to know what Frank Isola is saying about his nuts. Uh, Jesse M, what's going on, Jesse? Mitch is allergic to guarding stretch bigs. It's not allergy. I'll lean on, again, this is, this is a benchy point that I'm going to steal from him liberally. It, that is a scheme thing. So if there is a high pick and roll and the guard and there's penetration, Mitch is going to go with the penetration and he will try to, and he's not the only one that's going to help down. Someone else is going to help off so that Mitch could kind of start to hedge back. But if there's an immediate kick out, Mitch is supposed to get, get back out. That's not on Mitch. That's I mean, blame, blame the coach if you want for that, but they just, they're going to they are going to give up threes to stretch bigs um, usually now not always the case and you know when they didn't do it they didn't do it last night and um, there were more than a few instances last night where and granted there was some other confusion that led to the buckets but because Mitch was sticking to Kevin Love on the perimeter the Heat were having all kinds of fun inside the painted area. So again, you're damned. You're damned. If you do, you're damned. If you don't, you need to just play sound defense. It all starts at the point of attack. It all starts about walling off the penetration. And that is not what they're doing right now. Unfortunately, surprised. The first comment was about Mitch. Thought Mitch played a good game. Uh, Will Oliver. What's going on? Will concerned about Randall keeping composure in the playoffs as you should be. No doubt. Teams will get physical with him and try to bring out the worst version. Need Brunson. Yeah, the um. So again, talking about matchups, you know, I, I think there was a question last night about would we rather face Boston? Uh, you know who Boston has on their roster? Boston has Marcus Smart. 
And you know who I wouldn't want to face in the playoff series if I had a guy that was a little volatile? Marcus Smart. Just throwing that out there. Thank you, Will. Appreciate it. Um, Jesse M with another one. Thank you, Jesse. I've complained all year about the Thibodeau scheme of helping off shooters, leaving wide open threes. We'll come back to hurt them eventually. Um, look, it, it's... I lose a little bit of credibility when I, when I keep going back to this because they are the 17th ranked defense in the league. Maybe they'll move up to the 16th after after they're a middle of the road defense. They're not a bad defense. Like if you look at their points per game or points per hundred possessions that they give up their defensive rating, there's like a group of about eight or nine teams that are within literally one point per hundred possessions of each other. It's the middle of the pack. They're not a great defense. They're not a bad defense. They are a mediocre defense. Um, I, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, Jesse, but I, I just, anyone who says this is like, Oh my God, how could you be giving up these threes? I, I just, I, I want to be like, spend a night flipping around on league pass and just watching, go, go try to look for the good defense out there. Go look for the defense that has the foolproof plan to stop anyone. You're not going to find it. Like there are some teams that defend better than others and it's not a coincidence that the teams that defend really well and that have the really good defensive rating are ones that have like three all defense candidates like the Bucks or like last year Celtics who had, I think, five guys who got all defense votes, you know, um, it's just defense is harder than ever. And you're going to have to pick and choose what you want to give up. Now, you could be better. You could be crisper. You could be pay more attention to detail. Um, and that's what they did when they were, you know, a top 10 defense for like a two, two and a half month stretch this season. When you don't do that, looks bad. Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Oh, I wonder what Kevin is going to be super chatting about tonight. RJ was awful tonight. I can't emphasize how bad he was. Uh, you put awful in all caps. So maybe you did frustrating that we went away from Quentin Grimes in the fourth. I'll give Julius some credit for bouncing back. So going away from Quentin Grimes in the fourth, I mean that he needed a, he needed a breather. Um, As far, I do want to go back and rewatch the possessions after he came back in at what was it about the seven mark, seven minute mark and change. I know he got a three, uh, a good look at three that didn't go down. It was halfway down with about five minutes to go and or four and change. And a couple people on the super chat or on the um, Substack chat commented like that felt like it might have been our, our, our best chance. Um, could they have run it more through Grimes in the fourth? I'm sure they could have. Um, I do want to go back and rewatch, though. Thanks, Kev. Uh, Mythic Monty, what's going on, Mythic? We don't want to hear any nonsense about how this loss is justified because this is a scrappy Orlando team. You're not getting that from me. Uh, they know every game is a must win now. Yep. 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 And again, they're, they are a scrappy team. Uh, let me read this. Colin Reardon in very serious danger of falling to the play-in. Uh-oh. Um, Orlando's scrappy. I didn't think they played particularly well tonight. And look, again, give the Knicks defense a little bit of credit for forcing the issue at times during the second half. But like the Magic didn't hit shots. The Ma- again, the Magic were, I think, six of, what did I say before? Six of 24 from three through the first three quarters. Like they allowed the Knicks to hang around this game, you know? Um, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so you're not getting that from me. Anyway. Um, Rich McLeod, too bad there's no more RJ slander allowed. Have a good live stream, brother. Hold on. I just saw that we retweeted this from New York basketball. This is Alan Hahn on RJ Barrett. Start of the fourth has been throughout the season. RJ Barrett's time. He didn't raise his game. Played well of late, but in a moment like that, he's got to start uh, growing now into a leader. Um, you got to have the game to match. And like, <laughs> we spent so much time talking about so much nonsense with RJ Barrett. So much of it is nonsense. How about this? Where's his handle at after almost four seasons? <laughs> You're an NBA wing. You're an NBA wing. Can you? It shouldn't you have a handle that allows you to like, you know, get downhill if the initial like once they once they attack the initial screen to the point where it backs you up. Now usually we at that point we see teams they back off the double and then they just go back to single coverage. But tonight we saw the Magic continue so. To, to be aggressive, which I think led to one, if not both of the turnovers that I'm thinking of in the fourth quarter. Like, should, shouldn't you be able to maybe dribble out of that? Or at the very least, pass. Pass the ball. Two on the ball, pass the ball. You know, sometimes leadership is not doing it yourself. Sometimes leadership is knowing when to give it up. Like Andrew was alluding to with, with Julius in the second half. How about that? Um, just, a, just a thought. Thanks, Rich. Uh, Alex, look on the bright side. Worst case scenario is we fall to the play-in and get knocked out in the elimination games. Also, Dallas falls out of the play-in entirely and we don't get their draft pick. Um, oh, I think we're getting Dallas' draft pick. I did have that thought today for the first time in a while. I'm like, man, could you imagine? Uh, I don't want that at all. I want to make the playoffs at this point. If you allowed me to sign for the six seed, I would think about it. I really want to make the plus. I think it's important for this team. I think it's important for this franchise. Um, given where they are at, specifically where they are at. Another franchise, I might say something differently. For this franchise, I think it's really important that they get in the playoffs and not have to go the play-in route, let alone get in the play-in route and then lose to retain their draft pick. Thanks, Alex. Uh, on what's going on, Juanon? Still not worried. I have a few concerns, but I'm not worried yet. I just wanted to remind the chat that we are still, we were all projecting 35 wins this season. They will straighten this out by the end of the year. Um, I project, I said 43 wins. My ceiling for this team was 46 wins. They are now 42 and 33. Um, of their remaining games, they will be. I mean, might change now, but like they will be favored against Houston. I actually think if Brunson plays, I, I almost think I think they're going to be favored against Miami. Then they go to Cleveland. There'll be a, a dog there. And then they they close the season, Washington, Indiana, New Orleans, Indiana. If they cannot figure out a way to get five more wins. I and. I'm not going to finish that sentence. I think they will figure out a way to get five more wins, which would put them at 47 wins for the season, which to me, that is over and above, I think, even the most optimistic 
projections. So perspective is good. Again, bad timing with this stretch. Just bad timing. Um, it happens. Frank Miranda, what's going on, Frank? Oh my goodness, I can't wait to see where Frank goes tonight. What's up, Mac? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. Sorry, RJ ain't it. He's an inefficient high-volume scorer, which is virtually extinct in the modern game. Sorry, but Grimes needs to have a bigger role than RJ. Hashtag RJ Hive stand down. They'll come up with some some nonsense. I, I just I just hate the whole hive thing. I just why can't we just like we're all Nick fans, right? Like I I know I know it's 2023 and I know everybody needs to have their their corner with where they plant their flag because you know everybody wants to be the star of their own fucking story and that and that plays into it. Like we're all Nick fans. Can we just all be Nick fans and like someone is bad should be like hey they're not good right now. It's okay to still believe in the player. It's okay to say, hey, Macro, you're wildly off base be selling your stock on RJ. You're going to be made to look like a fool when he puts it together in a year or two. Totally agree. That's I, I love that energy. I need that energy because I'm more not a believer than a believer. The hive shit, though, is just like, actually, you're not seeing what you think you're seeing. You're, or, or you're, you're whatever. I'm not going to get into it. Um, look, RJ is going to be okay. He just needs to be in the role that is better suited for him. And I, I just, I, I have yet to believe that he can be a top two option on a good team. That's it. HamDM, what's going on, Hamdy? And thank you everybody for the generous contributions after what I know was a not a fun night. Uh, I don't know what to think at this point. I don't know who to be frustrated at. I, that's probably a good sign. <laughs> you don't know who to be frustrated at. Uh, the three's not falling for Randall and Emmanuel quickly. RJ is hot and cold. I'm trying to stay positive, John. If anything, hashtag worried. It's fine to be worried. It's fine to be worried. I mean, again, like, oh my God, you want to talk about it? I mean, they listen, I'm just going to say this right now. That Houston game, if that is if that is remotely <laughs> remotely a game in the fourth quarter i then the I'm, i feel like i'm being fairly calm tonight you're going to see a very different version of me <laughs> uh win or lose i promise you uh on on monday and then you got the heat game and that's the game that's that's the game you want to put all this stuff to bed you want to make it so that the last three games didn't happen? There is your opportunity. Go and win that Heat game, and none of this matters. I'll say that again. Win the Heat game, and none of this matters. I believe that. Because I also believe they'll take care of... At that point, they'll take care of business down the stretch. Thanks, Hamdi. Dom, what's going on, Dom Cappuccini? How are you, my man? Sharpness is the issue for some time now, not effort. Yeah, I don't like... Look, we're Knicks fans. We have a lot of experience watching teams go out there and not give a shit. That's not what this is. It's a sharpness. It's a lack of focus. It's all those sorts of things. Um, I think the losing streak is in their heads. Completely agree. Time to embrace the potential of the six seed. Uh, bitter pill, but still success if they avoid the play-in. Good night. Um... Oh, this is not this is not great. Um, this is uh, Tib said he doesn't know if 
Brunson's going to play on Monday against Houston. Uh, he'll be evaluated when we get back. Well, again, if if, if Jalen Brunson's out for any sustained period of time, then this then it's a whole different conversation about what the rest of the season is and is not. Thanks, Tom. Uh, Jesse, another one. I'll echo Frank. RJ, like fire and ice efficiency. And that, and that's, you know, like I, I talk, it's funny to me, at least <laughs> whenever there's a new Zion injury report or recently when all the jaw stuff was happening, there were a few people who were like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe we dodged the bullet with, and we, when we got RJ Barrett, because at least, you know, he stays on the floor and at least there's none of this other nonsense. When you have this wild of fluctuations for a player where it's so hot and cold. Now, again, I want to try to be even keeled when I'm talking about this, which is hard for me because I am. This is not a player I am partial to. And I again, I've readily admitted that many times. I do want to be even keeled about this. And I want to acknowledge that in the he was playing in a different role these last four games in which he's been very good. And tonight he was asked to step into a very different role, by the way, against a real a, t- a defense that was very well suited to guard him. So, you know, let's, let's try to pump the brakes. That's all I'm saying. Me included. Emil Bumansur, what's going on, Emil? Why do we look so demoralized? The team doesn't have the same joy they were playing with for most of the season. The late Brunson injuries are killing us. Um, I think it's a it's a chicken or egg question. Do, do the are the vibes down because they're not winning games, or are they not winning games because the vibes the vibes are down? Um, you know, it's a it's a good point. It's a it's a good question to ask. I mean. I'll just lean on this. Quickly said it uh, after. I think it was after the Wolves game. It's never as good as it seems when you're winning, and it's never as bad as it seems when you're losing. Um, and I think the way this team has responded this year, when it seemed like they were out, like completely down and out, I think is evidence of the fact that they really do believe that. And like, you know, even with the Randall thing tonight, which was, which was not great. I, which again, that is the sort of thing that can shake your team a little bit. I'm, I'm not worried about their, I'm not worried about their ability to, to get that back. Go, go, go and go back home, go beat Houston. I, I have a feeling they'll look, like they're having fun again. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100. 
or visit weissandrosenblum.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, Knicks fans? Power up for springtime with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie-smart, vegan veggie, and protein-plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurants delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, 
Flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Hajju, RJ vibes are no longer immaculate. I mean, what were they immaculate for a week and a half, I guess? I don't know. Just it's tough, tough situation. And uh, I'm gonna something I'm gonna be writing about next week because again, this team has they just have a lot of guys right now. And it's not only that they have a lot of guys, but they have a lot of guys who are um all gonna be paid. RJ just got paid. Josh Hart's getting paid this summer. Emmanuel Quickly's gonna get paid this summer. And Quentin Grimes is a year away from negotiating his extension. And if you add up all those numbers, all of those numbers are going to be total annually. Maybe $90 million. 95. You know, RJ is a 26 and change annually. I guarantee your heart's going to be around 17, 18 annually. Manual quickly is going to be probably around, if not, at least he's going to be around 20, maybe more than 20. I don't know. We'll see how he finishes the season, but around 20 annually. And then Quentin Grimes. I mean, if Quentin Grimes continues to progress, like we've seen him progress in these last two nights and over the first two years, that dude's getting 15 to 20 or if, if not more, who the hell knows? So you add it all up and they are just, this team is not going to spend, um, you know, 60% or 70% or whatever it is. I know the cap's going up, but that's still a shit ton of money. Whatever percentage of its payroll on four guys, only two of whom are going to be on the court at any given time. That's just not going to happen. There's going to be a consolidation trade. And if I had to wager, there is going to be a consolidation trade this summer. So, um, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Parish Duggar, what's going on, Parish John, they all have no legs. Tibbs, Randall is spent. Uh, got we out of our requisite it's Tibbs's fault thing. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Randall, if you want to say Randall's tired, I think that's fair. I don't think anybody else on this team is our tired legs the issue for. Randall, fine, fair. They have a lot of days off down the stretch of the season. Let's see how they finish up. Ham DM blaming Tibbs is so elementary. I, I, look, you can blame the coach. I mean, look, you're... there's always things to do better. There's always things the coach could do better. I'm sure there's a half a dozen things that if I wasn't partial to looking for other reasons why they lose, I'd probably be thinking of right now. Um, you just can't lose the fucking magic. You just, you just can't. It's on everybody. Dom Cappuccini with another one. Am I still crazy thinking that they could still beat the Heat after a hiatus and Houston game pending Brunson's availability? The thing I'll say about the Heat game is the Heat are coming into New York on the second night of a back-to-back. They go, they go from Toronto into New York for that game. So that's a good thing. Um, the Knicks will be, be a little bit more rested than them. That's a good thing. Could they beat the Heat? Absolutely, they could, they could beat the Heat. They almost beat the Heat last night in Miami. <laughs> you know, um, they had the lead in that game. 
and 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 a none of their play like a bunch of their players were not particularly good. So yeah, they could be Miami. Come on. Kevin, what's going on, Kevin? My good my good man, Kevin McEwen. Always happy to hear from you, man. I'm not an RJ hater, but he looks bad. Lack of energy defensively, the turnovers, the kid just looks bad. Is it he in his head? Julius's behavior is inexcusable. How are you flexing on your teammate like that? You're flexing on your teammate because you have lost control of your faculties. It's a loss of control. It's so easy to diagnose. My my wife is the soon to be um, licensed uh, clinician in the in the household, uh, but I, I I'm good. I I could do that. That is a loss of control, and he needs to be better. As for RJ, man, I don't want to look. They again the, the Miami made seven threes in the fourth quarter. Most of them were open. It, I, I'm, I feel bad pointing to this one, but like the Cole Anthony three that I think was the backbreaker. Pretty sure it was Cole Anthony three. I, I should probably look that up, but it, it was a, it was the three pointer that was the backbreaker. Um, and I'm actually going to go to it right now. Uh, yeah, it was okay because it was night. It was one hundred four ninety nine with one. Uh, Julius had made two free throws to make it 104.99 with 119 to go. Uh, what did I say, uh, Andrew? Did I say I mixed up Miami and Orlando? Sorry. Um, and then Cole Anthony made 27 foot three on a nice pass, by the way, from Gary Harris. Nice, very nice pass. RJ on that play was digging so far into the paint and the driver was Gary Harris. Now I, I don't, I haven't watched a whole lot of Gary Harris over the last several years. I could tell you the one thing Gary Harris has no intention of doing is shooting anything other than threes, unless he is wide open or on a fast break or something of that nature. And he was so far dug in there. And it reminded me of the thread or the, not the thread, the mini videos that Benji put out a couple days ago where it's like, it's the little things. It's a, an extra step, an extra two steps when you're helping off. RJ was all the way in the paint and and there's Cole Anthony out there, a guy that you to talk about guys you, have, you should respect. That is a guy you should respect. And RJ had no chance to get back out to that shot when that was when that went up. Like it's just the little and he, again he he's not the only one you know he's not the only one but he is the most egregious violator amongst at the very least the perimeter defenders on this team which is a problem <laughs> you know with 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 how they play defense so I, I that was frustrating to me that was frustrating to me <laughs> Uh, Delsky, what's going on, Delsky? Uh, please, someone call Weiss and Rosenblum for me. I think Weiss and Rosenblum should be getting a lot of calls tonight. There's a lot of personal injuries. Uh, I think I need a free consultation because seeing Julius pushing quickly really hurt, but he's still my guy. Just hurts. Yeah. It's really frustrating. You'd love, you know, we, we all, you know, I, I don't want to get misty eyed, but like, 
you wish they could all be like the captain, right? You wish your your leader, you wish your guy was you was Will Street, right? Every franchise wishes that. And other franchises get their version of that, whether it is Tim Duncan uh, or Dirk or I think Steph Curry certainly qualifies um, where you don't you don't have to be concerned with these sorts of things, you know, or, or, or Larry or, or a magic, although magic had some, some coach stuff for a while there. Um, you wish that's what you want, you know, but you're not always going to get that. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta live with it. Uh, I do want to read, I'll do, I'm doing this kind of in progress. I think these are all kind of pertinent. Um, so uh, let me read Kevin's super chat first. Uh, reaffirming my take that Quentin Grimes will make an all-star team. Hey, listen, man, if you get some good odds, if you get to, Hey, who would have said Emmanuel quickly was going to make an all-star team a few years ago? Well, the quickly hive would have said that, but most people would not have said that. Now you look at it and you're like, huh? Not crazy. Maybe Quentin Grimes is the same thing. Mikal Bridges. Great comparison. I'm, I think Mikal a little bit higher ceiling than, than Grimes, but um, still what he's doing right now. Uh, Place your bets, man. Place your bets. <clears throat> this is from Tibbs. Uh, it's just right now our team, we're out of sorts. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> Couldn't put it better myself, Tom. You have to pull together. You go through rough times. You get into things together. You get out of things together. We have to do everything a lot better. We have to be committed to doing it as a team. There's going to be ups and downs that we have to navigate. Everyone does. And we can't lose sight of what we're trying to get accomplished. See, that's. That's why he's my guy. Literally could not put it better. We'll see if it works. Uh, Jesse, what's going on, Jesse? Maybe I'll be wrong, but I really think we'll be okay. I like the the, oh, the karma. I like the positivity here. Starter minors were mostly fine. The bench was atrocious. The magic are good. RJ speed worries me. He looks so slow out there. Um I don't want to be snarky because I really appreciate this comment, but like, is this the first game you've watched of RJ this year? I, I feel like he's looked really slow to me most of the year. Um, maybe he's picked it up a little bit since the all-star break for sure. And that's a good thing. But as I'm watching the NBA TV and they just showed a replay of the Julius and one, that was a nice and one man. Um, Yeah, it's it's a worry. And boy, is it going to be fascinating when they get in a playoff series and it's the last five minutes. I mean, could you imagine if it's the last five minutes of a or even just like a, the second half of a close game five or a second half of a close game three or something? You know, like how are the minutes going to look? It's going to be interesting. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Dom Cappuccini. Mitch looked active with a gimp. <laughs> I think you mean limp. I think you mean limp. <laughs> Which is encouraging considering it's just a pain tolerance thing. I think Mitch will be fine. Um, I think Mitch will be fine. That is what I will say. Thank you, Dom. I appreciate it. That made my night, actually. <laughs> Uh, 
Greg Moran will tour. Shout out Pulp Fiction. Uh, Greg Moran, the Knicks and my fantasy team heading for the finals need Jalen Brunson back Monday. Gigantic two games coming up. Take care of business against the Rockets and then a playoff game against the Heat. I do not think it is an overstatement to say that the Heat game is a playoff game. I don't think it's an overstatement at all to say the Heat game is a playoff game. Now, let's let's go back to the standings for a half a second. Um, so the Knicks, as we are putting dirt on their grave, are still two games up on the Brooklyn Nets at the very least. And they are a game and a half up now on the Miami Heat. So Miami plays Brooklyn on... Saturday, we play the Rockets on Monday, and in between when Miami plays Brooklyn, and I think when we play them, they also play the Toronto Raptors. So, like, I guess best case scenario for Miami, they beat Brooklyn to go a game behind us. We beat Houston to go back a game and a half up. Let's say they beat Toronto and get back to within a game of us. At that point, you face the heat in that game. Let's just assume the heat beat the Nets and the heat beat the Raptors and we beat the Rockets. Let's assume those three things. If those three things occur, here's what's at stake. Miami wins that game. They tie us. And they own the tiebreaker. And their schedule remaining down the stretch after that scenario would have unfolded would be Dallas at home, at home, key, at Detroit, at Philly, maybe a tough game depending on who plays for Philly, at Washington and the last game of the season versus the Orlando Magic. I have a feeling by that point they will be in tank mode. Just a guess. So that looks a lot like at worst, eh, at worst, three and two, maybe four and one. That's Miami's scenario. If we win that Miami game and we go up two with the tiebreaker, and again, this is assuming Miami beats both Brooklyn and Toronto, and we beat Houston, at that point, we'll be up two games. With the tiebreaker, even if Miami goes undefeated in their final five games, we would only have to go three and two with this schedule remaining. At Cleveland, tough. Washington at Pacers at Pelicans versus Indiana versus Pacers. It's a playoff game. It's a playoff game. Plain and simple. It's a playoff game. Um the funny, I don't know about funny, but like the interesting complicating factor, I suppose, if you want to throw it in there, is what if the Nets beat the Heat when they play each other on Saturday? Does that, how much does that change the equation? I'm, I can't quite wrap my mind around that at this point. Um, I'm just kind of assuming the Miami Heat are going to beat the Nets. And then if they do beat the Nets, here's the bright side to that is then at that point, the Nets were... And assuming we beat the Rockets, um, at that point, we will go three up on the Nets. 
And then we'll be in pretty good position for the tiebreaker. So the more you talk this out, actually, the more it, it feels like, hey, there's still a long way to go before the Knicks fall into play-in territory, as long as they can beat the teams they're supposed to, to beat. But I think in terms of the five seed, it's the Heat game. The Heat game is the playoff game. That's it. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.